Hey there, you're listening to another episode of Songs That Save Me with Ross James. Uh, my guest today is Graham Lesh, uh, one of my dear friends, and um, this is actually the first episode that I recorded, and I did it a few months ago when Graham was in town with a band called The Capital Sunrays. Uh, for those that don't know, Graham also plays in Midnight North and uh, the Terrapin Family Band with uh, with me, with Jason Crosby, with Nathan Graham, Alex Coford, Elliot Peck, and uh, his dad, Phil. So I've known Graham for a long, long time, and he's one of my closest musical friends. And it was pretty cool to share this discussion with him and get a little insight into some tunes that shaped him. We even played them together in the studio. So, again, if you're digging the podcast, go ahead and give us a follow on Instagram at, at songs that saved me. Don't forget to leave us a review in the Apple Podcast Store. Thanks again, and here's me and Graham chatting about a couple of tunes. All right, we're here with uh, Graham Lesh from uh, Midnight North and the Terrapin Family Band and recently of the Capital Sunrays. He's passing through Denver here, playing tonight at Ophelia's with the Capital Sunrays. And, uh, I mean, I met Graham, what, eight, nine, ten, eleven years ago at this point? Something like yeah. that, yeah. And... Uh, We've sort of been musical compadres ever since in a variety of projects, and uh, it's good to talk with you. It's good to talk <laughs> with you, Ross. And uh, hear about some of the songs that uh, saved you or put you on a certain path or really hit you hard. You want to talk about maybe uh, the first song that came to mind when I asked you to do this? And yeah. Um, you know, I was sort of just explaining to you that uh off mic that um you know the the phrasing songs that saved me that didn't hit me specifically but when i thought about it from the sort of different point of view of as uh songs that sort of when i look back definitely set me on a path Mm -hmm. um uh there are a couple that came to mind the first being uh uncle john's band by the grateful dead which um that one for me, uh, growing up with uh, my dad, Phil, being the bass player for the Grateful Dead, um, there was always that music around um, just for my brother and I growing up uh, kind of the entire time. And um, I don't know what it is about Uncle John's band specifically, but it's the one I think of. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I assume it's because for younger kids, um, those more country Americana albums, mm-hmm. um, Working Manstead and American Beauty, um, which are still my favorite yeah. dead albums. Um, I think most people's. Yeah. Um, those were the 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 ones that sort of had the more young person friendly right. vibe. Um, you know, not the hardcore psychedelia. Right, right, right. <laughs> um, or the, you know, I mean, they all had mature themes in them and yeah, whatnot. But, um, but they're like folk songs. Yeah, right? totally. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, and now when we do the uh, the kids shows at Terrapin, right. um, like uh, those are a lot of the dead songs that we draw from, Ripple and yeah. Friend of the Devil and um, songs like that. And so uh, yeah, Uncle John's band was just sort of a kid's sing-along kind of a, kind of a song that I just like 
feel like I always knew even before I knew how to play instruments yeah. and knew how to play it on guitar. Cause you know, once I did learn it on guitar, <laughs> it's kind of weird and complicated yeah. musically. Yeah. Um, one of those tunes that sounds easier yeah, than it is. Exactly. More straight ahead than it but is. But that, that sound that the, the fact that it does sound a lot easier than it is was something that attracted me to it. Totally. I think in some yeah. way. Um, and yeah, um, I guess now singing it all the time and mm-hmm. playing it all the time, um, it's just it it feels like the one that's deepest in my history. Yeah. Um, How old were you? Back. You know, when you first remember hearing it, do you know? I must have been six or seven, something like that. And would that have been like seeing like seeing it live or hearing no, it? No, I'm li- I'm talking about listening to the recording. Oh um, yeah. Seeing the dead live, I you know, uh, I'm sure Brian and I have talked about this a lot. We went to so many first sets. Right. We probably <laughs> saw a lot of like Bob doing Dylan songs, uh, you know, Bob Weir doing Dylan songs, yeah, yeah. and like probably a lot of like U.S. blueses and uh-huh. stuff like that. Tennessee you know? Jed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Now we're making these set lists. So. Yeah. Right. Um, so you know, but so would you like? search out recordings of this or would it, would it find you would your parents play it for you to sort of show you what your dad was doing or um i don't know I, just I have curious. a very vivid memory of um driving around like where that a and w is in san off the highway there yeah off the highway because yeah. it was kind of a back way to where we lived uh-huh. we lived on a hill nearby um uh and uh and i don't i don't remember if it was uncle john's band but like having my mom sort of point out no like the bass is the one that's doing this and oh, she, yeah. she's not musical or anything but she's like it's the low one that, right. you know <laughs> and uh i don't know how old i was then i huh. didn't really care but yeah. i like remember being able to like that was probably unbroken chain or something like that so <laughs> it's a little more bass forward but no i just like i just have these like sort of vague memories of childhood and like those songs, Casey Jones and mm-hmm. um, friend of the devil. And especially yeah. Uncle John's band were kind of just always there in the background. Um, and we also had our, our dear family friend, Loretta, who sure, yeah. would be kind of our babysitter when we were on, on tour with the dead. And then on, later on with Phil and friends. And um, she would, she was more of a head. Right. Uh, so <laughs> she would definitely be like, no, you, you got to learn these songs. This uh-huh. is the great one. You know, so oh, I think cool. she yeah. probably put, kept them on in the background all the time when we were doing whatever we were doing as little five-year-olds running around. What about like playing? I mean, not, nece- not necessarily just Uncle John's band, but starting to actually play those tunes. Like, when do you remember? Well, um, I took piano lessons forever. I... Uh, and then I kind of got bored of that when I was probably in late middle school or starting high school. I took a couple guitar lessons, but I didn't really connect to guitar until I just started playing it myself. Mm-hmm. And um, my dad was in the version of Phil and Friends, the Q, Q being the quintet. Right. For <laughs> those of you who don't know. <laughs> um, and uh, I... I would help out like digitizing recordings uh, sometimes 
uh, from those tours. I would obviously go to a lot of shows. Yeah. I was is this like late nineties, early probably two thousand one, yeah. two thousand around there. So you're like in high school. Yeah. Yeah. Um, probably a freshman in high school. That band toured pretty heavily until two thousand three, mm-hmm. two thousand four, maybe. Um, and something about listening to those recordings, I could pick out where you know the guitar parts easier they were dry soundboard recordings right really well done and jimmy and warren jimmy and warren very unique styles and especially the voices i could learn to sing that's still what i go back to if i don't know a dead song and the cue did it that's what i do because my dad has a very you know unique voice Mm -hmm. warren has such a you know his timbre right is very unique and Baracko has a similar, you know, they're totally. all very yeah, different. Yeah, yeah. So I can pick them out really easily um, and sort of learn that. So I think like when I was learning dead songs, I was just like listening to the cue play mm-hmm. them. It wasn't the Grateful Dead as right. much. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, it was the same thing for me. Like yeah. listening to your dad play is how I learned. Right. That exactly. Too, yeah. Um, but specifically that band, doing and i learned a lot of other because that band would cover zeppelin and totally yeah and other random Traffic. stuff and yeah <laughs> <laughs> yes they did low spark a time uh, or two ross i hate that song <laughs> i love that song <laughs> well cool um yeah. let's hear uh let's hear you play a little bit of uh uncle john's band uh, okay one of the first dead tunes that uh got you cruising
That was great. Um, thanks, man. And uh, let's hear a little bit about another song that had a big impact on yeah. you. Yeah. Um, so the other one I'm, I, that sort of immediately sprang to mind was uh, The Return of the Grievous Angel, the Graham Parsons song. Nice. And this one I definitely came to later than I probably should have if I, you know, wanted to portray myself as like, I was always really into like right. that cool Bakersfield country man. <laughs> like a lot of people do. Yeah, exactly. But it found you when it found you. Yeah? It found me when it found me. So it found me in, what was it? That must've been 2011, 2012. When oh. we did that record? When we, yeah, that's 2012. Well, a little before that. Cause we had to have yeah. like thought about. Still one of my favorite rehearsals of all time. Yeah. <laughs> For the, we, back in the early days of Terrapin, we would do a lot of uh, theme or special kind of uh, play a whole album kind of concerts. And yeah. one night we did this whole album that Graham's talking about by Graham Parsons. 
and the rehearsals for it. I don't know how your dad put well, up with so us. So we were. <laughs> I think we convinced them to do this album. He we did, did he like did, a few was, of them. He didn't really know it. I like, think we right? also did American Beauty at that point. So. And Blood on the Tracks was and, the other yeah, one. Yeah, that was yeah, the other one. Yeah. Um, but we were rehearsing uh, this Graham Parsons record, and most of them are like pretty straightforward country songs. Um, but I forget which were we doing Love Hurts. Well, it was Love Hurts. That's yeah. what it but, was. But I mean, you say that most of them are pretty straightforward country songs, and your dad is like one of the best musicians of like the last hundred years. I, I think that's a safe statement to make. He hates playing. It doesn't hate playing, but he like the only time I've ever seen him question something or like almost struggle is on a basic country tune. It's or, like or blues tune. Yeah, yeah, it's just it's like I think he's bored more than anything. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we made him do, learn do you all see the him like, with that band that played it. Uh, oh, recently? No, oh. In early days of Terrapin. Was it Jay Giles? Oh, band? with the Jay. Oh God. Yeah, that's a story for another day. <laughs> But yeah, so go on. We were we were rehearsing. We, love rehearsing, we were all learning. Someone the had. Tunes. It was us. It was my brother Brian. Uh, maybe Patton. Patton drumming. was there for sure. Yeah, he was drumming. Patton, were Connor yeah. and Elliot there, or I, just Elliot? I don't I remember. Think Emily might have been singing. Yeah. I don't know, but it was it was like it was this genius musical sage <laughs> and a bunch of like unleashed children. <laughs> <laughs> And some someone grabbed my guitar, and I was sitting at a, at the keyboard, and I had no knowledge of how to change the patches on this keyboard, and so it was like this weird string patch, like the worst '80s synth string and patch. I, and I'm not, I'm not like a good piano player anymore. <laughs> so I was trying to like explain something, oh, like about the song about love hurts, which hilariously like the famous version of that is like a cheesy 80s right. version. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm playing this terrible string patch on the, like, poorly, and uh, all of a sudden... And Phil's <laughs> trying to, like, write a chart for the song based on what you're doing. <laughs> and there's people talking over, and I'm talking while I'm trying to explain what's happening, and you should just do well, the, I mean, the hammer. Well, I mean, I gotta... Maybe I'll, I'll find the video clip of it that I have on my phone somewhere, but you're playing, and you're like... You you sort of snap back into being serious and you're playing it and then you like accidentally hit a wrong chord and you keep going and your dad's just like, Graham, play it on the fucking guitar. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody lost it and started cracking up. Uh, but we pulled the album off. We right? did. We pulled the album off, including Love Hurts, but Love Hurts is not the song. <laughs> so is that the first time you had heard that record? No. I think in the like year or so before that, mm -hmm. um, around when Terrapin was starting up yeah um or the idea for it was happening um that was sort of when i was introduced to it by probably brian i don't know yeah maybe tim and nikki uh-huh um, well that could make, that would make yeah. sense yeah um people like that um and i yeah i got really into it and then around you know around the same time my band is starting midnight north is starting right. And so it becomes um, learning this. And I think Elliot was at the thing because Elliot Peck, who's in Midnight mm -hmm. North, and I started learning some of these songs and uh, these Graham Parson, em Parsons, Emmylou Harris songs. And that was sort of the one we latched onto. We still cover. Yeah. And um, it's just such a beautiful, amazingly written song and the harmonies for two people. Yeah. 
especially, you know, a man and a woman. Um, just it's the like perfect example of that for me, or it's the one that's yeah. like really stuck. Well, what's so cool about that whole record? I mean, all the Graham and Emmy Lou stuff for me is like she learned to sing harmony around him right. and and with him and from him and and her parts are so unique. It's right. it, it's it's sort of like that Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young thing. Where, totally, but, Crosby, Stills, but for Nash two people yeah. instead of three. Exactly. And so for us, you know, at the time we were the two singers in in Midnight North, and we're learning this, and now, you know, she's. Emmy Lou's learning it from from totally. Graham Parsons, yeah. and we're learning what they're doing, and that's teaching us how to do yeah. all these it's all these harmony yeah. things. So that was a really inspiring thing for Midnight North. Totally, and, especially and so like just the timing was so perfect. Like, right. oh, we can we can kind of do this. This can be a thing that we're good at, and that we can sort of set a direction from this band that we want to start. Yeah, um, you know, Terrapin starting. We got all these gigs all this time right. you have to fill on the on the terrapin Expand bar stage. the repertoire yeah let's we, we should actually figure out how to make this yeah. yeah yeah and um it's cool i mean that's one of those tunes like i mean part of what terrapin crossroads did for all of us is like uh forced us to dive into this huge catalog of the american songbook yeah and there are certain songs that i think everybody has kind of made their own in a way out of it and that's one that i totally think of you yeah like just it's it's one of your tunes now it's like one of the songs you do and we were just in um in portugal with uh the ige immersion yeah and i remember there was one night i vaguely remember (laughs) there was one night late at night that uh you pulled that out and it was just like magic moment so yeah those it's it's a great song for that kind of a thing yeah. and I'm I feel like I'm lucky to to know it and to like have gotten as deep into that song mm-hmm. and you know it can it can come out in a lot of different situations yeah. with a lot of different bands. Yeah, you can really tell when a song means a lot to a person when they're covering it. You can you can tell whether they're they're just like playing somebody else's song or if right. they're like really playing that song and we know? have to cover a lot of songs yeah. so ho- Play hopefully like that it. comes through and <laughs> just about all of them but i think well, there's another level to it yeah hopefully we hit with the ones that really mean right. a yeah. lot to us well let's hear it yeah all right They all led me straight back home 
favorites right there i always love playing that song with graham hope you enjoyed our conversation today and a couple of performances of those tunes that had a big impact on graham if you like the podcast go ahead and give us a follow at songs that saved me on instagram don't forget to leave us a review in the apple podcast store thanks so much and stay tuned for more episodes of songs that saves me coming real soon